Hello and, and welcome, welcome to BBT, Behind Basic Thoughts. Behind every basic thought, there is always more. Join us on our bubble tea breaks as we share some stories, tips and tricks on being young professionals in the modern workplace. I'm Angela. And I'm Cindy. So lately, I've, I've found that I've been bumping into people a lot on the streets. <laughs> you always <laughs> bump into people. Angela. I know. I mean, Auckland is a small place. And I um, actually bumped into um, one of my old bosses when I was um, on the way to work the other day. Yeah. And that sort of got me thinking because um, she was someone that I really looked up to. And, um, and it was just really good seeing her. Right? And she was like as nice as she was before and yeah. just like how I remembered her to be and and she was definitely one of the bosses uh, one of one of like someone a leader that I really looked up to mm-hmm. at the time and still do now yeah and that sort of got me into thinking about you know what is it that we look like you know what is it in the people that we look up to sort of what makes them successful what makes us want them to be our role models yeah that's a good question I think what I've come to realize is that a role model or someone you look up to doesn't have to be necessarily one thing or one person, sorry. One I type feel, of people. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. or even just a person, you know how some people say, Oh, my role model is blah. Yeah. I don't actually have that because I feel like a lot of different people have a single trait that they're really good at. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of more look at several people and go, Oh, I can learn. This person's really good at that. I want to learn that yeah. from them. Yeah. But I don't have like one single role model, I think. What about you? I think it depends on what qualities this person have, right? So um, some sometimes, like you said, there is a particular type of quality mm. that they have that you want to learn from. But then there's also people that are more well-rounded um, that you aspire to be maybe because they're in the position where you want it. For example, right, like like very typical for, for us in terms of um, – young female professionals mm-hmm. like you look at a female leader that is at the top of their game yeah and but you know they have a really good family they have kids they have time for themselves mm-hmm. um seems impossible so, yeah yeah we, we talked about balancing all of everything in our lives before yeah. but it's like and they still have a very you know a lot of energy mm-hmm. plus they're actually happy to help people up yeah. So I think I think for me, so for example, someone like that, right? I'm like, okay, I do aspire to be where you at, mm-hmm. not necessarily be you, right? But um, I want to also be in a similar state mm-hmm. when when I sort of at at that stage of my career. Yeah. So and I think for me, probably one of the biggest things was um, that I look up to and and why I I you know really think that they're a good leader is that they're actually willing to help people up, and it's you're like oh it's logical right like when you're when you're at the top of your game as a leader that is what you should do um and you should bring people up um and actually you know invest in your team Mm -hmm. if you find someone that is talented you should sort of take them under your wing you know something like that. that's actually less common i would say than you think like yeah yeah so i would say that is you know what and i think the reason why is because for them to help you up it brings them zero benefit apart from feeling good pretty much right and i think so it's a it's a big move for someone to actually help you or take you under their wing yeah because it instantly clears the path for you and because they have obviously more power than you because they will be more senior than you and by them kind of taking you under their wing they're kind of clearing a path for you because they will talk to people that they know that you probably wouldn't know yourselves and i think that's a really like honorable thing to do um to help out your fellow you know females or whoever else juniors anyone. but but i also think that 
um, it actually doesn't isn't detrimental to them at all, right? To help someone up again, like you know, as a leader, even though there's no necessarily direct benefit, mm. but I think from a why are you a leader then, right? Like you 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 are there to inspire other people, motivate people, and actually bring people along to help you as well to achieve your goal, mm, right? Mm. And how that's all part of building your team in a way. So if you have a, you know, you find someone that's talented, young and wanting to learn and they obviously look up to you. And I think it is not just about, you know, just your own set of satisfaction yeah. of helping someone, but it's also building almost a bit of a legacy and having a bit of a succession planning as well. And I think that's, that's quite, um, I think... It's quite short-sighted to not invest in the younger generation as you if you're already at the top of your game because then it's like, well, how does it make you a leader in a way? Yeah, and I think one of the greatest compliments I think anyone can receive is when someone w- wants to work with that person because they recognize that not only are they good to work for, but they're also very, very smart and someone you can learn from. Mm. And I think like a lot, of, a lot of leaders are sharp, right? Like you've got very like they won't be a leader without being incredibly good at what they do but I think what sets apart you know a role model or someone you really aspire to be versus just a good leader for example is they do that extra something Mm. they've got that extra something and that extra something is usually they kind of pay like play it forward or pay it forward pay it forward pay it forward to the next like you said the next generation I I know someone who's incredibly incredibly smart but they've got the worst temper. Mm. And so it's almost like which which per, which version of that person we're going to get today. Yeah. And so I think just being good at what you do. I mean people respect him, right? People respect that person because he is good at what he does, but there's also an element of fear. And I think people like him, you know, they they earn their respect yeah, because they're good and because they are intimidating. But I think what makes him different from like a role model that you want to aspire to be is that people want to respect, like you don't want to respect him. You're kind of forced almost to yeah, respect yeah. him. Whereas a genuine leader, you would want to respect them and they don't need to be forceful on you. Or, yeah. yeah. And and I think, or like you said, like we, we might not look up to those people mm. that are the forceful type or the fearful type, right? But you might, you know, you might known them for, oh, he's really good at this. Mm. She's really good at that. But is that someone that I look up to? No. Like, do I want them to be my role model? No. Mm. But I think um, a big thing, like I said, in terms of willing to help people up, which is more rare than you think, right? And also because I think sometimes um, it takes someone quite a long time to get to where they are. And I think there's also an, a little bit an element of fear in them to say, you know, okay, like, you know, what if I help them? Up and then yeah. they will um they will you know overshoot me type of thing but i think that is very short-sighted because you know it's it's only going to be mutually beneficial mm. even if that does happen and i think that person should be confident enough in their own skills to yeah. know that yeah they will still maintain their own progression oh 100 yeah and um i think the other thing is um also like listening is really important and what makes a good leader and and why they are such good role models is that they genuinely listen to you so that they do connect with you. Mm. So as like a, a good example, so recently I've been talking to a lot of um, probably partners and also a lot of um, leaders around just different businesses. And like a, a real big thing that you can tell is whether they're listening to you and also respecting you as a person is they don't just talk about what they want. 
mm. or um, they, they get to know you a bit and they're like, oh yeah, I can see you're really good at this and this and this. But sometimes it's them asking you, so what do you want, right? What do you aspire to be? So I still remember back in the day, um, I think, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, one of my first mentors in the workplace, he was actually someone that I still continuously look up to like throughout my career journey and even after he actually left the firm that I work for and um, went back overseas and I still remember like I still aspire to be how he was for me to people that are coming through now that I'm coaching Mm. Um, so one of the things was like he was like I'll give you sort of he'll always give me his point of view like what he would do what you know what he think is um, is a good idea from his perspective but Mm. it at the end of every single sort of career catch up we had, he was always like, but what is it that you want? I can talk about all I want, Mm. but I want to know what do you want? And I want to help you to achieve as much of that as possible. And I think that is like, he genuinely listened rather than, okay, well, cool. You tell me, you told me what you want, but I think this is better for you. Mm. So I'm going to go and do this, but it's like, no, okay, well I recommended this, but you don't have to listen to everything I say because it is your career it's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see potential in you. So tell me what, what is it that you want? So I can, I can help you along with it or I can give you, okay, maybe this is not the best idea and maybe you want to reconsider this or that. But at the end of the day, if I don't think it's something that you shouldn't do, I would help you 100% to to get there. Yeah, and I think, like, <clears throat> you've touched on quite a bit about the fact that, you know, helping people up is such a, is a big thing about, you know, a great role model or a great leader. But I think another one is also showing people your vulnerable side. I think mm. that's also such an important thing because all too often you see people who are, you know, doing really well, they don't like to show weakness. Yeah. Or they don't like to admit their mistakes or they don't want to show people, oh, I can be, you know, I can't be perfect all the time either. And I think people who actually openly talk about their mistakes or what they're not good at, etc. I think that's very refreshing because I, that's yeah. very honest and it's very motivating as well to be like, oh, so not everyone has all the answers because then you feel better about yourself and knowing that, you know, even if you get to where they are, it's okay to still not know everything. Yeah, I think um, yeah, one of one of the people that I work for as well does exactly that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they might be doing really well at a presentation, but after the presentation, he'll be like, you know, people will be congratulating him and he be like, well, actually, that was actually quite scary. Mm. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and even I was going into it, I didn't didn't really know how it was going to turn out. Mm. But, you know, it worked out, which is great. But I still spend so much time prepping for it um, every time. Because you think people like that who must have done so many presentations, yeah. it should come naturally for them, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's actually quite refreshing to hear someone be like, no, actually, I'm still not used to this. Yeah, yeah. and this is still something that I need to work on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I think, um, yeah, being being authentic is a big thing and being real, being honest and open. I mm-hmm. think those are those are some of the best ways to build relationships, right? Yeah. Um, and I think they're also ways to make you feel comfortable. So, like, I think people skills is actually quite important. Like, mm. we touched on you need to know your stuff. Like, if you're an expert in a certain area i think there's there's a lot of merit in actually knowing what you're talking about so that you're not just talking fluff all the time yeah um and people can see through it quite clearly at that senior level um but like knowing your technical skills you still need to have that people side of skills Mm -hmm. that's that that charisma that's what you know that's what and that's actually the rarest thing i feel i've heard a lot of people speak you Mm -hmm. know like you've got panels 
And they're all great speakers, but there are some that are just another level. And that's because they just, there's something about them. It's like charisma, like you said. It's something that can't really be learned. It just has to be developed. And I think a big part of it is confidence in yourself and mm. like a lot of other stuff that kind of adds that charisma. But it's not like a, oh, you just have to do this and suddenly you're a great presenter or a great speaker. Mm. So it's definitely something that you need to, I think, work towards. And I haven't, like I said, not every person, not a single person is perfect. And I think the last one, last bit I want to touch on is respecting boundary. And I think this is becoming more and more important with this whole focus on work-life balance. Yeah. There are some partners or senior people where, you know, everyone knows that, this is true, for example, and your team knows, everyone knows. But if someone says, look, I just, I can't do tonight because I have X, Y, Z, mm. then a great leader or a good role model that I've seen actually goes, okay, that's cool. Like, I don't expect you to miss this for me. In fact, I will help us get there. And I think that it really, because okay, this, this actually just reminds me of an example mm. where um, there's this admin piece of thing, right? And let's just say there's this admin thing that I did and then someone reviewed it and left comments. So the partner reviewed it. And then I was super busy when he kind of returned his comments to me. And he had already emailed it to me and the director. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'll look at it later. So yesterday, actually, so a week later, yesterday, when I had some time to actually look at it, I opened that file up. And the director had just done it, addressed oh. all the points. And it might not have taken the director that much time. Like I would say it's only a 30-minute job, but yeah. I just seeing that, and he didn't tell me he did it. He didn't ask me to do it. He just did it quietly. That honestly, oh, it meant the world to me. And now I will move like mountains, <laughs> from, you know? Like small gestures like that actually yeah. kind of means a lot. Yeah, and, and I think that's important, right, in terms of risk respecting boundaries in terms of well if someone really can't do something it's how you work together to, yeah. to achieve that goal still or like you know saying okay well if you're for example someone's really sick um you can't like you can't just predict that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they're like well i'm sorry i really want to get this done but i'm in the hospital you yeah. know then then it's then how do you okay we'll work around it yeah, right? yeah. it's like okay well what how can we communicate it to say the clients so that we can still meet what they want but maybe a little bit later because mm. this this is a situation that's understandable um and how do we then actually manage resources around it rather than no you still need to get this done yeah or yeah. like feel like the world is ending yeah, yeah yeah and i think another thing is making sure that you might be stressed. And I think the higher up you go, the more stress you and burden that you carry. Yeah, more responsibility. More responsibility, right? And so I think it's very important that even though you're very stressed, you don't put it on to people. Yeah. Which is actually very, very hard. Like, I completely get why people can have bad days or good days. It mm. just depends on how much stress they're under. Mm. But I think it's it's very hard for someone to just control stress. And when I see people doing that, I think that's very admirable. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, and it's not something that I've even good at, but it's something I want to develop. And and yeah, and I think it's more like yeah, like I, I really admire people that constantly have energy, not like overly positive. Yeah, but just but having yeah. energy and still having smiles on their faces when you know they've had a tough day, mm. and not not letting you feel like oh like this is the end of the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. so much more busier than you. Yeah, so therefore you know I shouldn't have time for you. Yeah exactly yeah. yeah so well that's some of the things that we, we touched on that we thought um you know are admirable qualities and things that makes us 
um, look up to some someone that you know leaders that we aspire to yeah. be there's no magic formula but hey we're always looking yeah and as always please send through any feedback questions or comments by emailing behindbasicthoughts at gmail.com and we would really appreciate a follow or a share of our podcast thanks for spending time today with bbt behind basic thoughts and we will see, see you in our, our next episode, episode.